Hello and welcome to this edition of In Conversation With, the podcast from the Trinity Challenge in association with the Brunswick Group that highlights the innovators and entrepreneurs using data research and analytics to prepare for the next pandemic. I'm your host, James Dre, and today we're joined by Professor Cherie Pag Suyun and Professor Nian Sun from Descender, a low-cost network-enabled early warning system that tracks disease transmission and outbreaks. Thank you both for joining us today. Thank you. So maybe we'll start with you, um, uh, Cherie. Can you tell us a little bit, just in a few sentences, what exactly the project involves and how it works? So our project involves a sensor network that's designed to detect pathogens in air and water. And in so doing, we are able to determine when the a disease may, may be coming and also identify where the hotspots are for that disease. Mm. So, um, and Nia, why is health surveillance so difficult? I mean, I think a lot of people who've been involved in this project and the Trinity Challenge have come up with various different ways of trying to improve the health surveillance that we have. Can you tell me a little bit about why is it so hard for us to be able to, to spot um, emerging pathogens? Uh, indeed, this is a great question uh, in the sense that the pathogens um, they migrate uh, through the air in aerosols. Uh, conventional techniques for uh, pathogen detection is through a liquid assay. And now if the pathogen is transmitting in the air, we, we need to find, essentially investigate or discover or invent new sensors that can uh, uh, detect pathogens from the aerosol directly that has not been um, able to be done uh, so far, um, until today. Hmm. So um, there are sensors that have been reported to be able to detect pathogens in aerosol, but uh, there has been no FDA approved sensors so far. Hmm. And so your, your te the technologies that you're using here are two different detectors, um, if I get that right. Can you tell me a little right. bit about how they work and, and are they very complicated or are they actually quite, um, you know, uh, uh, sort of uh, ordinary? Like, how do the technologies work to enable you to to detect in these two different fields? Indeed, there are two kinds of sensors that we uh, proposed to detect pathogens. One kind of method is uh, is to use a sensor we we call it artificial pathogen, so it can detect pathogens directly from the aerosol. Um, so we made a layer of polymer that were embedded with the pathogens and then we remove the pathogens so that it will leave a cavity in the polymer layer that we call it an artificial uh, antibody that can detect pathogen. So another approach is based upon a bioprobe. The bioprobe is to mimic the antibody directly so that we can put a bioprobe onto a sensing device like a, a bulk acoustic wave sensor so that we can use that to detect pathogen from liquid. So these are two kinds of sensors that we proposed for this project. And Cherie, when you were working as a team and you know, where did this idea originate from? Uh, and what was the sort of genesis of, of the project? So actually uh, it was evolving diff in different ways. Like I've only actually met Nian through this Trinity Challenge or project. So it, I don't think we've met in person. We've oh. been meeting for hours on Zoom, but we haven't met in person and we're not too far from each other. So our <laughs> projects were 
their own. We were um, developing, so Nian's group was developing the air sensor for a different application. My group was developing the water, wastewater sensor for a drug detection at the time. And so when the two into challenge came in and there was a, um, like a, an intent to do surveillance uh, for COVID. So Nian and, and our group somehow met. We were introduced to each other by Trinity Challenge, actually. Oh, really? Wow. So, and then, um, and so we started meeting more often and we started saying, hey, we could put together the sensors and instead of independently working on our sensors, we can put it into a network. We can enable it with data analytics. And so there is, it's going to be used for surveillance for a larger group of population, um, but using the environmental data. So we put in the data analytics part when our team worked well, when our teams were blended together. So, so this is where we are currently. Mm. And can you tell me a bit about like what your teams look like? So a lot of the work that's sort of a lot of the people who've been involved in the Trinity Challenge bring together quite different perspectives and different backgrounds. I mean, how, how, how are your teams being put together? What are some of the skills and different ways of thinking that have come together for this project? Um, we are such a diverse group because of the nature of the sensors. So like Nian is an electrical engineer. I'm an environmental engineer. So I do a lot of water, wastewater, air sampling. Um, so the sensors are, you know, working like, so So the sen one sensor is an electrical sensor. The other one is an acoustic sensor. So we have a mechanical engineer in our team as well. Oh, we have a lot of bioprobes conversation that's going on. So we have someone from genomics. We have someone from, um, uh, what the call is. So, so we have someone who does the bio, the, the actor too, that do the bioprobe design for us. Um, so we have chemists as well in the group. Um, so it's a pretty diverse team, I should say. Um, and our partner overseas also is in engineering. Um, so we are a very strongly science and engineering team, but we also are looking down the line into, you know, the different aspects of the project deployment in a community. So we, we do expect that our team will be um, even bigger at the time that we deploy in the field because we need someone who has expertise with community engagement. Mm -hmm. We also have data analytics, right? So we have someone whose expertise in, is in data analytics, machine learning, and AI. Mm -hmm. And how has the experience been? Has it been you know, have you found it difficult? Have there been challenges in speaking across these different disciplines? or? Uh, has it been surprisingly easy to get get going? Well, there's always challenges. Um, we are communicating through uh, 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 the border of different disciplines. So that has been essentially we speak different languages and so we communicate. So that 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 is definitely a barrier. Um, fortunately, we have been communicating for so long. We have get over the barrier, and so far we have no problem at all in communicating. <laughs> That's great. Um, what are the other kinds of challenges that your teams have faced um, in, in, in making this, this, this project a reality? Um, just some of the practical things along the way, perhaps. Um, so, for example, we have been focusing on developing the uh, pathogen sensors by using artificial pathogen. Uh, so uh, the purpose is to detect pathogen directly from aerosol uh, um, so that we can detect airborne uh, transmission processes. Mm. The challenge is that uh, there's no very well established method, even for, for example, for testing the sensors. Mm. Now, all the technologies that we are aware of for detecting the pathogens are based upon liquid assay. And uh, when we tried to 
detect the pathogen from the aerosol, we have to define the way we can test our sensors. We cannot bring the sensor to the hospital and test on the pa patients from their uh, exhaled breath directly. We have to be able to test it analytically mm -hmm. in our lab mm -hmm. first. So that's one challenge we faced. And we have now settled on one way of testing it. And we have, we're getting um, really good uh, testing results analytically. So we are in the process of uh, clinical trials in the hospital of mm -hmm. our sensors. And on the sanitation side, has there been similar sets of challenges with testing the sensors or is it a sort of um, a different set? So for the wastewater side of things, um, in the beginning, it was actually challenging because uh, you know, everything was closed at the time and we were thinking about this project. Mm. We were able to work in our labs because we had like a special permit to keep working because we were doing another project on COVID wastewater testing too. But it was, it was challenging, the same thing. Uh, we didn't have the protocols. It was a very long <laughs> process to come up with the protocols for it. But pretty much at this point, the protocols for wastewater testing um, are established, but they are established for standard lab analyses, not for a sensor technology. So what we are doing is pretty innovative in a sense because there's no protocol for it. Um, we are the ones that are making the protocol for detection. Um, the other challenge is, of course, um, bringing the team together. Uh, I think initially for us from the logistics side, uh, we were different disciplines and we were trying to craft, how are we gonna put this together? Because the sensors are, they are a bit far advanced compared to how we were thinking about at the end, hey, we have sensors, but we put it into a network, how do we deploy it? So that's one thing that we have been thinking about for a long time. We're at a point where we have defined how we're gonna approach it. Because mm -hmm. by the time we came to Trinity, we kind of have a fair idea of how we're going to execute it. At this time, the challenges for us probably it's a lot less than when we began because you know things are open now. There is a lot more movement. The vaccine has been <laughs> has been here for a while. There is a new variant. Some of the challenges would probably be like a little bit more trivial compared to what we had before um, in terms of getting access to certain pathogens that we're not supposed to have. So we're a team of engineers. So um, you know, the, the safety levels for these new pathogens to get them, to get access to them. So that was something that we had to work with. Because um, our labs, for example, only our standards for our labs for our other work were, let's say, level two. But then when it came cool. to pathogens, I think about a little bit harder, like, OK, how do we get our hands on the pathogen without necessarily exposing our workers? So but those are little things now, because we've it's been a long time, I would say, relatively long time that we've, 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 we've dealt with that issue. So we are pretty good. We're in a good place. Mm -hmm. Both of you um, come from an engineering background. Um, and this data, when it's produced, I mean, there's going to be a lot of data coming through these detector systems in a form that is not always easy, I imagine, for a lot of end users, especially in, in public health, necessarily to to understand, like how have you worked with sort of public health officials or people from a health background to ensure that the data that is provided is data that is understandable, it's easy for them to use, um, uh, and that can fit into um, you know current health systems. So both me and I actually, um, would, we, we're both engineers, but a lot of our work in the past are in the health and engineering nexus. Like my work is with, like my work is with drugs, right? So uh, I've been doing some drug detection, like wastewater-based detection with drugs. And so I'm used to um, conversing with and working with public health 
and communities as well. So because we, we do a lot of um, field work and working with communities. So it wasn't such a big transition for me. Um, Nian's group as well, because they have been you know, working with the sensors, not just for COVID. This one was tailored for COVID, but he has really been working a while um, using the sensors for health applications as well. So the, the transition was very smooth on mm -hmm. that end. Um, and so for us, being able to communicate how we're going to you know, design the data access, um, the data analytics part to, to be tailored to health applications, it was not such a big uh, difficulty for us because we, we have had past work on, on this related matter. For sure. Um, when you think about people who are just starting out and uh, you know engineering or in science or in public health and they you know think oh, I want to get involved in this uh, kind of stuff like you know there's just been a pandemic I think there'll be a lot of interest in, in, in the work around public health what kind of advice would you give uh, to young innovators and entrepreneurs who want to follow in your footsteps um, so maybe Nian we'll start with you sure um, so personally I have a very interesting experience um, so we have been making sensors for detecting biomarker volatile organic compounds for different diseases, including Alzheimer's disease to lung cancer, diabetes, et cetera. When COVID um, kicked in, uh, that was in early 2020, um, we started thinking about what we can contribute because it's, it's really, it's human versus virus. So we really want to uh, see how we can help out that situation. Mm -hmm. So then, I had a discussion with my students. So I said, well, we have been working on disease detection. Why don't we work on your sense of detecting pathogen? And then that's how we started. Essentially, I think um, I, what I would like to tell young scientists is that uh, just be brave, dive into the challenges. Everybody sees the same challenge when COVID was starting detecting pathogen from aerosol is a challenge even today. But uh, we've got to be courageous and uh, to our diligence, and that's how we get started. I think uh, that's that's one, the only one that I have. Okay, and Shireen? So, um, so for me, um, yes, courage is really very important because we are, you know, walking in a different, you know, path somehow when you're thinking of something that's innovative. But the other thing is that, you know, you need to persevere, you need to have like a vision and you have to be open-minded. I think that's the, one of the very important ones. Mm. Um, no person with one expertise at least nowadays with the challenges with new diseases, no person with just one expertise would be sufficient to address those. So we would wanna be open to collaboration, like especially if you're young and you don't know what you're doing, you only are an expert maybe for example in data analytics. And so think about how you would be able to um, connect with other disciplines. It, so the language, the barrier of the different disciplines should, it's no longer a barrier that it used to be, but it's no longer a barrier. So there are a lot of ex examples like our group for, for one, we are different disciplines that are able to communicate and hey, this is our product, this is what the mm -hmm. public health will need. And so regardless of differences, you can come together and come up with a solution. So if you're young, you have more energy to connect <laughs> people. <laughs> and, and as you say, learn new languages. Um, and what is the, Shereen, what has the Trinity challenge meant for you? Um, so obviously you said that, I mean, in part it brought the two groups together. Uh, you know, and, and you've been very successful on the challenge. So what does it mean for you and your project? So for us, three to challenge, so for one, right? So we, we're really very honored that we, we won the award. Okay. So, so it's like when we're looking at the description of the challenge, 
it's like it, it's very innovative. We didn't know um, how the uh, you know the guidelines. It's very different guidelines for typical proposals that most of us from the university work with. And so when we saw the description of the Trinity Challenge, and we came together as a team and designed you know, our, what what was our pitch for your for the project. Um, it was giving us a different like uh, avenue to to develop a project that's actually really meaningful for public uh, for public use and so we were challenged to come up with a new design not just a design for a technology but also to be able to deploy it in a meaningful way that is useful for people in a very rapid way too so um so that's that's the first one so, but the other one is like we, so the Trinity Challenge is given as personally, personally for me, who has been working on the wastewater sensor for a while. Um, it has given me an opportunity like new uh, collaborations like with me and so we are established group at this point and we are looking past um, COVID surveillance mm -hmm. for this particular sensor network. Um, when, when we won the Trinity Award, Trinity had a lot of help for us, even now, it's actually just being helped us be extended. You are connecting us with um, different possible opportunities for one, expanding the sensor, and two, like using a different application. When we want to work, we were, you know, we we're being advised by different experts from different fields, including the commercialization side. Like, you know, yeah. where can we use this sensor for in the future? Can you use uh, can you use this for detection of, let's say, um, I think it was cholera that was being mentioned. And you would think that cholera is okay. That that's a really old disease that no one maybe looks at more carefully, or and like COVID. But um, you know, we have a lot of different inputs that Trinity um, enabled for us to kind of like you know, get an idea for like how do we expand our team, how do we commercialize, maybe what is the mindset that we should have mm -hmm. as a team going forward. Great, and then. Yeah, we were humbled to be part of the Trinity Award. Um, we really appreciate this opportunity to uh, communicate. Essentially, without the Trinity Award, we wouldn't have the opportunity to communicate among us and also wouldn't have the opportunity to communicate with the other Trinity teams. So that's something that, that we very much appreciate that and we look forward to that. Wonderful. So if we think about you know three or four years time, uh, or maybe hopefully longer, um, when the inevitable happens and there is another new pathogen that emerges and another potential epidemic or pandemic that's on the horizon, Nian, how might that be different if we could roll out Descender around the world? Indeed, uh, that's something that we're targeting. So. Um, Hopefully, COVID-19 will be gone soon. Um, uh, then new pathogens may may show up. Now, um, the what we are hoping is that the way we develop our sensors for detecting pathogens from aerosol can be readily adapted to other kind of pathogens. So this enables uh, 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 us to have a new technique or new kind of sensor to address any future pathogens that may show up. So this is our hope that. Uh, with the success of Decenta, we can readily use the way we are learning from the sense development to address new challenges in the future. Great. Well, thank you so much, both of you, for joining us today. It's been wonderful to talk to you and hear about this incredibly interesting project and also both of your, your backgrounds. The Trinity Challenge is a coalition working to ensure that we're all better prepared against future health emergencies by bringing the power of data-driven research and analytics to global health. Do join us for future episodes. We'll be speaking to more of the innovators at the forefront of these efforts.